Welcome to the Hypno Toad Podcast and the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm Andrew Zimmel as we uh, go into uncharted waters as we do this for the first time, episode one. And uh, boy, oh boy, am I excited to get this one going because not only did we have to wait for these rankings to come out, I was not happy having to wait for college basketball to kind of dictate where my college football rankings were. I was like, hey, let's get this going. Uh, I was excited because I knew that TCU would still be in the top four when we record this podcast because of the win they had on Saturday against Texas. Before we get into it, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. I want to introduce myself. I am your friend, your captain, and your sports archduke. Here's the deal. I was crowned Archduke of the Big 12 by those who are in the know, so now you know what you need to know. All right. Got a bunch of stuff to go through on this podcast. Number one, the win against Texas, a 17-10 win against what is now an unranked Longhorn team. Why that hurts tech, or hurts TCU, we'll get to in a minute. Number two, why the Horned Frogs need to start scoring more points. And number three, of course, a preview for this upcoming game, arguably the biggest game that TCU and Baylor have played since that Big 12 de facto championship uh, just five years ago. Big, big implications this weekend for TCU, but let's start with the college football rankings. So the rankings came out. We had to sit. We had to wait. We kind of had an idea of what it was going to look like in the top four. Nothing crazy happened, which kind of made me feel a little bit better, honestly. Top four teams, here they are. Number one, defending national champion George Bulldogs. Makes sense. We all agree. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Now that is not going to be that much or that way much longer. Those two teams have to still play each other. That game is the last game of the regular season. Winner plays in the Big Ten Championship. Loser, most likely, will be outside looking into the college football playoffs. At number four, TCU. We all knew this was going to be kind of how the top four shook out. All teams undefeated. All teams 10-0. Now, Outside looking in currently, Tennessee at 5, LSU at 6, USC at 7, Alabama at 8, Clemson looking to be the ACC champion at 9, and Utah at 10. They're playing for a Pac-12 championship as well, potentially. Why does all this matter? Here's why. Because if you look at the top 10, four of those teams, if you're keeping track at home, four of those teams are in the SEC. Two of those teams are in the Big Ten. Two of those teams are in the Pac-12. One team in the ACC, and of course, our Horned Frogs are the only team in the Big 12. In fact, TCU is only one of three teams in this week's top 25 rankings. K-State at 15, Oklahoma State at 22. Why does this all matter? We kind of had an idea that the Big 12 might be getting the short end of the stick. I could have told you before the season even that of all the conferences, the one most likely to eat themselves is, of course, the Pac-12. The second most likely was going to be the Big 12. In fact, TCU is the only team that does not have three losses right now in the Big 12. Every team has three losses, including what used to be number 18, Texas. They have now dropped out of the college football playoff rankings entirely. And if you're a Horn Frog, you're hoping that they get back into the top 25 just to make the resume a little bit better. Because of the top three teams right now, Georgia will have multiple ranked wins whether they play Alabama, LSU, Old Miss in the uh, SEC championship game, they're going to get another ranked win if they go undefeated, which is looking most likely what they're going to do. Ohio State and Michigan, both those teams will be playing each other, so you're going to have a top five matchup no matter how that kind of shakes out. Those two teams most likely will be playing each other 
winner goes to the Big Ten Championship, likely going to be playing in the football playoffs as well. For a TCU fan at home, what you're hoping for is that Ohio State or Michigan lose one of those games, right? And then the loser loses in the Big Ten. That gives TCU a little bit more breathing room and it will hopefully, most likely, catapult them higher in the rankings. That is what the rankings look like currently. TCU, of the four teams, I think has, and I hate to say this, I think they have the weakest resume currently, but I think they have the best shot of staying in the top four because of the games coming up. A road trip this week to Baylor, and then the final home game of the season against Iowa State. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I do want to look back, and I do want to talk about that Texas game where the Horned Frogs win the game of the year in the Big 12. A 17-10 win. Why is it so important? All right, here's why. So for the first time, I can honestly say, I can put the chips on the table, push them in the middle, and say TCU has a defense, a defense that can stand up to any other team. TCU has an offense that can do that. TCU can play against Ohio State. They can go play against Georgia. It's nice to be able to boat race teams. It's nice to have those weapons, those downfield threats, that running game to establish a run. It's nice to have all that. But when you're playing teams like Ohio State, when you're playing teams like Michigan and Georgia, Tennessee in the playoffs, it's going to come down to whose defense can stay on the field, whose defense can get you off the field. We all have reputations, right? I have a reputation. You have a reputation. Steven Accounting, who doesn't wear deodorant, has a reputation. Sherry in, in a HR, who wants to reheat her tuna fish sandwiches. She's got a reputation. You can't put tuna fish in the microwave. Sherry, what are you doing? TCU and the Big 12 has a reputation. Everybody outside of Fort Worth thinks, along the same lines, that TCU's defense will not be able to stand up to a Michigan, an Ohio State, a Georgia. Too many weapons. And let's be honest, it's not fun playing defense in the Big 12. It's not fun. You got guys doing cardio. PIs don't exist. You guys are going up and down the field. It's not fun to play defense in the Big 12. TCU's defense showed up to DKR. TCU's defense showed up and showed out. Now, what we're going to do is we are going to give the Hypno-Toad of the Week. Now, the Hypno-Toad of the Week will go to the Horn Frog player, in my opinion, who changed the outcome of the game. And in a defensive game like we had last week, it's got to go to Johnny Hodges, who is a linebacker, junior linebacker, listed at six foot two, two 240 pounds for those of you at home that are keeping track of those type of things. Johnny Hodges led the team in tackles, 11 total tackles, one and a half sacks, and looked like one of the most dominant players on the field. I was absolutely in love with the way that this defense stood up and showed out. Now, they held TCU, or they held Texas's running game to only 28 yards, and they held preseason favor for the Heisman, Bijan Robinson, to 29 yards. Yeah. TCU's defense put their ears back and they played. Now, I have friends all over the country. I'm a friendly guy. What can I say? I'm the guy that at the airport doesn't bring a, a book or a newspaper, don't put the headphones in. I talk to the people. What this does is this makes me uh, an annoyance to some, but a, a friendly guy to others. I have friends all over. One of those friends works at the Four Letter Network. She works as a person who cuts the uh, highlights for the uh, top 10. She texted me at halftime. She said, this is the worst college football game I've ever had to endure. What are you putting me through? Why aren't these teams scoring? I thought this was the Big 12. 
The halftime score was 3-0 to zero TCU. Only one made field goal in the first half in Austin on prime time. Yeah, a lot of people weren't happy. I loved it. I was having the time of my life. I love those defensive showdowns. I especially love it when TCU is the one that is putting the hammer to the anvil. And You know, I had a college football coach tell me one time, you got to be the hammer or the nail. You never want to be the nail. Longhorns got him sawed off because this defense was so good. They were so great shutting down Quinn Ewers, holding him to 171 yards and one, one interception, preventing Texas from ever getting a running game to start with. And on the flip side, getting Kendra Miller out in space. This is something that I want to see happen more, especially against the Baylor, Baylor Bears this next week. I want to see Miller get open in the uh, open field a little bit more. I want to see a little bit more of the running game. 21 carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown. One of those, of course, being the 75-yard scamper that he got into the end zone in the third quarter, which really broke up in the game and gave TCU a chance to kind of take a commanding lead at that point. I'm in love with this TCU team. I think they're going to be very good, but let's talk about the elephant in the room. they got to score some points. Here are some stats. My friend Pat Ford at Sports Illustrated put these up for us this past week. Here's some stats. Seven of TCU's 10 wins have been by 10 points or fewer. Six of those have come in a row. If Baylor puts up a fight and TCU ends up by winning by less than 10 points, they will be the first team since 1976 to win seven in a row with 10 or fewer points. Here's the other thing. Of those points, TCU is the first team to reach 10-0 with that many wins of 10 or fewer points in 28 years, one of just three in the past 43. Here are the others. 1994 Alabama, 1985 Penn State, and McNeese State in 1979. So how'd those three teams do, you might wonder. All right, here it is. Of those three teams that finished undefeated, all three lost in the postseason. The Crimson side went 12-0. They got defeated by Florida in the SEC championship game. The Nittany Lions, 11-0, lost the de facto national championship game in the Orange Bowl to Oklahoma. And McNeese went 11-0 before they lost in the Independence Bowl against Syracuse. So, historically speaking, a team that plays that many close games as TCU, making it 13-0 is still a steep climb, which I think is very doable. But the thing is, is that that one loss is going to get you. That one loss that TCU might have along the way is going to get them. And it's hard. you got to target on your back. Having to play perfection is tough. And that is exactly what TCU is going to have to do if they want to continue to stay in the top four. All right, now let's talk about what is coming up this week. This week is the biggest game since 2014. Now, if you remember, in 2014 was the final season that the Big 12 did not have a conference championship game, and it was because of this Baylor game. So TCU lost 61-58 to to Baylor at Waco. That happened in early October. This is coming after beating number 4 Oklahoma the week before, 37-33. to That was the year that the Big 12 got snuffed, did not get a chance to play in the college football playoffs because they didn't have a conference championship game. This game, this year, different story, same animal. Here's the problem. TCU is playing Baylor. Baylor has absolutely nothing to play for. At 6-4, and they don't have a shot at playing in the uh, conference championship game. They probably are going to end up having to play in the Liberty Bowl or the Tax Slayer Bowl at this point. 
they are not looking for a, a legitimate chance to win anything monumental this season. What they do have a chance to do, however, is spoil TCU season. And if you talk to any of those guys over there in Waco, they'll tell you that that is just as good as playing in the college football playoffs, maybe a little bit better. Everybody has something in common. Here it is. Misery loves company. Baylor fans, for the longest time, have been miserable. You know what's going to make the misery a little bit better? Is having TCU fans be miserable with them. We can't let that happen. Here's what I'm expecting. TCU goes into Baylor, two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Now, for those of you that at home that don't gamble, little life lesson. Normally, nine times out of ten, if it's two teams that are equally stacked, you're going to get the home team with a three-point advantage. They're going to give the home team a field goal advantage. So the fact that TCU is a two-point favorite on the road means to me that Vegas knows that TCU is the better team. Now, the question is, can TCU play like the better team? Can TCU get the job done? To that, I say yes. Here is Baylor's last games. Lost to West Virginia in early October. Since then, they've routed off a couple wins. They lost last week to number 19, Kansas State, 31-3. TCU beat Kansas State by 10, 38-28. Beat West Virginia, 41-31. Beat Texas last week, 17-10. Why do I recite all these numbers for you? I'm a big fan of math. In high school, you used to have a pocket protector, you used to carry a calculator around. I'm a big math nerd, and I love the transitive property. I love to look at a team's schedule. You lost by 10. We beat them by 15. That means we're better than you by 25 points. Now, does it always work? No, it doesn't always work. But in this case, I like it. I like to look at Baylor's schedule knowing that the teams that they've beat, the teams that they've barely lost to, the teams that they lost by 28 points to, that we are better than that team by 10 points. Think about that. They lost to Kansas State 31-3. to We beat Kansas State by 10, which means to me we're 38 points better than Baylor. Is that true? I don't know. Maybe. Makes me feel better before the game. I'll tell you that much right now. Now, again, we're recording this podcast on Tuesday night. There's a lot of time between now and Saturday. That line's going to move probably a couple points here or there. I'm just saying that when I look at it from 3,000 feet on a Tuesday night in the middle of November, I'm telling you right now that this game matters a ton. This game matters a ton because it is an 11 a.m. kickoff. That means that you're going to get a couple of those noon eyes looking at you. That matters a ton because TCU is coming off a humongous high after that winning DKR. You can't let that fall apart. You cannot get on that emotional high and then have any sort of slippage back because Baylor's not the type of team that's going to take it easy on you. Number three, every game is a must-win from here on out for TCU. Every game is a must-win. There's three more games you have to win before you get to the playoffs. Got to beat Baylor this week. Got to beat Iowa State next week. You got to win the Big 12 championship. As it stands right now, TCU would be playing Kansas State, who is 5-2 in the conference, in the Big 12 Championship, a rematch from that game that happened a couple weeks ago. If TCU loses this game, God forbid, the Big 12 will not get into the college football playoffs. If there's any solace in that, if anybody at home makes you feel a little bit warm and fuzzy, that if it's not us, it won't be anybody, there's your reason. Because TCU's schedule right now, TCU's resume right now, I should say, is good enough to get them in. But if they lose even one game to an unranked team like Baylor... Kansas State doesn't have the ranked wins. Oklahoma State doesn't have the ranked wins. 
both of those teams with multiple losses aren't getting in. TCU is the only hope for the Big 12. So if you're a conference fan, like I know a lot of SEC fans or conference fans, if you're a conference fan of the Big 12, this is what you're rooting for. You're rooting for the TCU for Horned Frogs to win out. If you're a fan of those teams and you hate TCU, well, I'm sorry to tell you, I think you're uh, you're going to be hating for a while because I think this team is going to be good. And I think they're going to be really good for a long time. All right, that is going to wrap up our first episode. We're going to do this podcast every single week right after the playoff rankings come out. Hopefully we can talk again after another big win by TCU next week and they can continue to be in the top four. And if not, hey, we'll be here again talking about what all needs to happen going forward. But every single weeknight we're going to do this right after the rankings come out. We'll get it up for you on Wednesday morning. So when you're listening to this, you're listening from the future. I'm going to do this thing too. So we're doing the hypno or hypnotoad of the week. We're also going to give you a score prediction. Here's your score prediction for Saturday. Saturday, November 19th. I think TCU goes into Waco and they're going to beat the Baylor Bears 21 to 10. 21-10 win for TCU. Continuing to roll, roll, roll along going into the final week of the regular season, undefeated, hosting Iowa State. That is my prediction for you. Thank you guys so much. You've been listening to the Hypno Toad podcast on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'll see you guys same time, same place next week.